listener production. Okay, here we go. He is ice cool in moments like this. Oh, the big fella runs back into heavy traffic. Look at him go! Pretty talk. Emma Lawrence not here. Michael Chambers taking over. Gordy, what have we got installed today? Well, we got the makeup of the finals. Who's going to play? Whether Brisbane are going to get the minor premiership? What do Penrith do? What do Melbourne Storm do? South versus the Roosters. What's going to happen? We're on the home stretch. Can we get Jared off just for one game? You got no chance. Let's just let him play this game, and then he can go six weeks after that. We'll find out if he can play in Vegas here on Footy Talk. <laughs> Welcome to Footy Talk Monday edition. No Emma Lawrence here. Uh, Michael Chamis with you. Gordon Tallis. Gordon, do you know who I am? I, I hear you get me and Michael Carianis confused all the time. It was magic round and I called Carianis Chamis in front of like all the media. <laughs> and I think the boys have carried that on. Probably especially Peabody Reedy because he likes sort of stabbing people in the back Brent Reed. So that's where it sort of come from. The name I did get mixed up a couple of times, <laughs> but not the faces, right? So I'm a face man. I never forget a face. Can you can you can you drop a Chamus on 360 when he's on there, mate? Just to stir the pot <laughs> no. a little bit. No, you can't no. mention you can't mention. No, Channel no 9 listen, people, because I you? did, mate. Because I did last week, like, <laughs> like when we're having, on air. <laughs> no, uh, oh dear. We were having our chicken before the show, the chicken and chips, which I should lay off the chips, by the way. But yeah, anyway, <laughs> oh, thanks for bringing that up. Oh, That's let, a good way to start. Let's get to some footy, Gordy. Uh, big weekend ahead. Your Broncos, they are minor premiership bound at the moment. Yes. Uh, there's a few injuries, a few concerns. What do you think? Do they wrap it up this weekend? Uh, I think they do. Obviously, they play the Melbourne Storm. I think it's Thursday night. So I do have Brisbane winning that. I just think that they've got a bit more Stormer, Stormer getting better. Like we watched Pappenhausen run on the other day, just quick play of the balls. There's no doubt that it's another... Uh, another string to their bow where they want to just speed up the ruck a bit. Like, so like when Papo comes on, they just keep on going through the middle and, you know, and then try to wear out people or like, then he'll come on when they've got the momentum. But I just think, um, I think Brisbane, they've, mate, they've worked really hard for this. You know, like they were the wooden spooners a few years ago and Melbourne, well, they're going to be in the top four, aren't they? So it's a funny one. I, I'm not sure about the minor premiership. I'm not sure how hard you go for it. I don't think Adam Reynolds will come back and play if his calf's not right. Carrigan, it looks like that he's not going to be back until week one of the finals. So, but I just think Brisbane might be too good. It's just Reese Walsh. <laughs> like, okay, let's just yeah. Reese Walsh. He, he's he's playing on another level, a bit like Kale and Ponga yesterday. Just when they touch the ball, just everything happens around them. So I think that Brisbane might just be a little bit too classy. And when I say too classy, I think it just comes down to Reese Walsh. But it's a great challenge because I know Craig Bellamy will want to stop him because this might be. Thursday night and the first week of the finals, I reckon they might play again. Did you care as a player about the minor premiership? Did it mean anything to you? I think it's 200000 the prize money, which is not much split across the players. Did did it actually mean something? Well, I don't think I ever won it. Yeah. Or if I did, I didn't I didn't get any ching <laughs> for it. No, I, I, it doesn't mean anything to me. Hmm. I know it sounds funny and uh, and it should. Winning the grand final is the biggest prize. Yeah. And, yes, I think it's a bonus, right? I think it's the icing on like. You know, I think it's a, I think it's the condiment on the steaks, right? Yeah. So, mate, like, mate, getting a big, you know, rump cap and having a few mustards. I reckon, I reckon the minor premierships are mustard. I can still enjoy the steak without them. Speaking of the big rump steak, what do you think? You mentioned Reese Walsh, Joey Tarpanay cleaned him, took him I out. I loved it. You, you're okay with it? Play to the whistle. 
And that's the only time he's ever going to get him. Like yeah. That. yeah. Mate, but he's a tough little kid. Yeah. Like, mate, don't like on the Gold Coast around State of Origin time, he had his mate called Vegas or whatever and they knocked up together. So it's fair to say they've had a few scraps and mucked around as a footy player that played on the Gold Coast with him. Uh, he's a tough little kid, you know. And I remember in Origin that New South Wales said that they were going to bash him and they can go either way, right? Yeah, and, he, and he's like, talked a big game and he's backed it up. And he just said, well, bring it on. And then that's Tarpany, right, a big body, six foot, what, four, hits him, he's standing there, like knocked him over, he just bounced up, you know. He's he's a – mate, he's a tough kid, but that is that is fair game. I know it's unnecessary, but it's fair because if I'm a big guy, I'm doing exactly the same thing because he goes, I'm going to chase him. And then when he's standing there, it's like the deer in headlights. <laughs> so if you were so on what the Broncos do do? team, though, if you were on the Broncos team and someone did that to your – Little fullback, the eyes would have been in the back of the head, surely. Nah, well, do you know what? It was fair. It was clean shot. It wasn't a head eye. No, oh, oh, no. Respect. Look, today, yeah. So, so like, and that did happen in my era. You know yeah. what I mean? And then, like, it was a lot of ribs, and it was a, you know, Les Davison hitting or an Ian Roberts coming out at the team, and like, you know, and then there were some brutal guys that would, you know, try to get your playmakers like that, but. If it's not dirty, it's fair game. And that wasn't a dirty yeah. shot, right? Reese Walsh just stopped running. So what is he supposed to do? Just go touch him and then Reese Walsh takes off and then chips and chases and, yeah. you know, does something like that. So um, I thought it was fair game. From one little guy to another, you mentioned Ryan Pappenhausen, the Storm. What do they do with him? Is that the role for the rest of the year? Just come yeah, off I the bench? So. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but I think Meany's done a really good job. Like I think, uh, I think that their spine's working, but now with Hughes out, like that's the big question now. Right, mm. who comes in? But uh, they got peasant there, so I think having a bit of X factor off the bench, I think that's where Melbourne's always had it. You know what I mean? Like, and everybody's always talked about the starters, but when they had, you know, Cameron, Billy, Cooper, Cronk, well, then a young Munster would come off a bench, or a Nico Hines, or a Pappenhaus, and they've always had just, you know, just something else. And I think Pappenhaus coming off the bench is the play for the rest of the year. I wouldn't move Meany. I think it works. What about? If you look at the the games this weekend, so many of the finals fixtures hinge on the results this weekend. Warriors, if they lose, they they can drop to, to obviously they can go to third, and and the Storm obviously can. That game on Friday night will de- sorry Thursday night will determine what everyone else does. Do you like the fact that we're set up here in the final? I round love and, it. Yeah, I love it. Right. So I've got I got Brisbane playing Storm. So I I think Brisbane win this week. Right. So against the Storm. I got mainly beaten Tigers, but that's in the Who Cares Cup, right? Yeah. So, South and Roosters. I got South winning. I got the Warriors beating the Dolphins. Mm. You know, like they were, it could have been a blow, blowout the other day, but I think in the second half it might have been 10 all or 16-10 or something like that. So, like they had a crack in the second half, but it's hard when they've got nothing to play for. I got the Panthers beating the Cowboys. Regardless of who plays? Because the Penrith are going to look. Penrith are looking at Thursday night's game, Broncos Storm, and yep. if the Broncos wrap up the minor premiership, the Storm, uh, the Panthers aren't playing for anything but second spot. They can't move, and I've been told that Dylan Edwards, Isaiah, Yeo, maybe Liam Martin, they they won't play, which therefore has ramifications for the for the Roosters if they get through. They're hoping that the Cowboys don't win. So there's going to be some things that happen in the background. They're going to determine the final series. I, I just think. The Cowboys game is so crucial and what Penrith team is going to decide the makeup of the finals. So you reckon it just hinges on Thursday night. So what if Storm go, do you know what? We're happy to finish fourth. Yeah. Well, then I think the, I think the Panthers will rest players because then they will finish second regardless yeah. of that result against the Cowboys, because, which means 
because right now it doesn't matter, Storm. So they can't jump out of fourth, can they? The Storm can't fall out of the four, no. From, no, from, but from, like then I think they're going to finish fourth or third. It doesn't really matter who they where they go, do they? No. So they either go to Penrith or they go to Brisbane. You toss a coin there. Yeah. What about the Knights? Uh, they secured a home final. They, um, well, mate, they beat the Dragons, don't they, at Netstrata Jubilee? Yeah, they'll finish where they are. I think in fifth spot right now. What a turnaround. Incredible. What, eight in a row now. It's, it's, it's 2009-esque for, for me from Parramatta. That that run from Jared Hank, Caelan Pong has sort of gone on a similar run. They've just mm. they've been incredible, Newcastle. I just love that they beat Joey's record. So now the eighth. <laughs> can't tell everybody that he's the eighth because they've won eight. <laughs> so, 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 so Ponga might have a bit. No, but so... No, do you know what? It's look, it's amazing. So we went there for the M's a couple of weeks ago, and it was one of my favourite days. Like you walk in the crowd, and I'm playing South, so you saw that famous jersey walk in and the red and blue, and it was just one of those days where you walk in a rugby league ground and you felt special. You know what I mean? So the players, Newcastle lived up to that, even though they wore the orange um, working jerseys that day. And apparently, like, they don't always play that good in that jersey. It's a bit of an omen, but they were outstanding. But you think in week one of the finals, that's going to happen again. Well, it's going to be likely without Kalen Ponga. That injury, he had scans this morning. We haven't got the results as we go, as we talk right now. But there are concerns that he's going to face two to four well, weeks out of the game with that AC joint injury. No. Are they gone? No, they, it's not two to four weeks. You think he'll be back earlier? Yeah, it's an AC joint. Mm. He'll play, what, week one of the finals? Yeah. Mm. You, mate, you needle that. Well, that, from speaking to people at Newcastle last night, they said if he's going to play in the finals, it'll be with a lot of painkillers because he, he was in all sorts Yeah, last well, not night. a lot because because I'll just hit the spot, right? Yeah. You know, and, and, and it's not a weight-bearing injury, right, and it'll be a pain thing. And I've done my, my like, AC joint. Yes, it does. He's not going to make a, he's not going to make thirty odd tackles in the middle, right? So, like, if it was a bloke like Cameron Smith, and you need it, and you're passing a lot, and you're yeah. on the ground, you're packing in scrums, you're doing. I know in the grand final he did seventy odd tackles. I think the Sharks made him do. <laughs> yeah, I mean, just to try to wear him out. That's not going to happen to Kalen. He's at the back, and if they hit him late, well, there'll be mate, well, there should be penalties. Yeah, so sixty and they're not percent. Is Kalen Ponga plays if he's 70 percent? Doesn't matter. Well. Once he gets a needle, he's 100%. Yeah. And you can't do more damage. Well, the, the thing is they've got cover there. They've got cover in those positions. I guess they've, they have played. Listen, 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 listen. No one covers him. No, but the, but the thing is if he gets injured mid-game, then what? Then Don't. what do they do? Like if they take the risk with him, they run the gauntlet with Kalen Ponga underdone in the middle of a finals game and he comes off after 12 minutes. Well, that's, well mate, that's what you take. Mate, that's the risk you take. What happens if Nathan Cleary pulls his hamstring again? Yeah. They're like ifs, but, mate, once you take the field and it's up here, it's fine. I'm not convinced that he's – I think they're trying to take a bit of pressure off themselves now. This is the gamesmanship <laughs> from the Knights. Uh, Kalimpong will play and he won't have a problem with it. Yes, the night after sleeping, yes, he's got a lot of – because, like, we've all done that where you sit there and you go, oh, man, and you play with rib – mate, rib cartilage are the worst, right? And you play with them and they try to needle them and they just – and they don't always get them because it's such a moving, you know, because you, cause you use it like your ribs so like so many times. But up here, I think it'd be fine, myself personally. The Knights like are on the Dr. way Tellus, up, right? The Knights, Knights are on the way. The slippery slope. Slippery slope, though, the Raiders, they're on the way down. Do you think yeah. they miss the eight? That's the last game of the round. If they lose to the Sharks – Well, I think they do, don't you? Yeah, I think they miss the eight. 
So I think because they were sitting there, so with five weeks to go, they were in the box seat, but they always historically through the origin period, you know, they sort of come through that all right. And and like when you say the origin period, it's not the origin period, it's the real cold nights yeah. in Canberra. So mate, when you go to Canberra, being a Queenslander, what is it? You walk around in the middle of winter, it's 20 degrees. You go there, it's two. There's an 18 degree swing. No other team has that. And the Raiders have that. And then they train and it's... Un- so then they're used to it. And then we don't send people. And then this is where I think it's a bit unfair because if you're the North Queensland Cowboys and I'm watching the NFL, I watch it all the time. You've got to play in the snow or you got to play wherever. They should be made to go play in North Queensland in the heat. Oh, no, it's too hot for our boys. No, it's too cold for, mate, for a Townsvillian, right, who I am, up there when it's 26 degrees in the middle of winter and you go there and you're playing in two, I don't think that's fair. Yeah. But people go, oh, yeah, well, it's cold. Well, but see, I think that's the home ground advantage. I think if you want to be a national sport, and that's where the Raiders got a lot of their wins in those situations, and it's always a tough place to play in Canberra. Yeah. But in the middle of winter on a really cold night, and I'll tell you what you do. So you sit in your hotel, it's warm, you sit in the bus, the heating's on, and you get to the game. And the Raiders would somehow just turn your heat up so it's about 25 <laughs> and then you run out and it's even more of a shock. And, and, and I didn't true? There's a myth that it's been around that they warm they, the air conditioning in the uh, away dressing room. Well, then they don't turn it on in their own. <laughs> so when we walk in, we like it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? So we don't know any difference. So you got to walk in and it's cold and you take your jacket off so you're not shocked when you run out. So when you run out, you go, oh, jeez, you know. And then <laughs> it takes a little while to adjust. And then you come back in at half time and then you get all the sweat start. And then you run back out at half time after half time and it's even worse. <laughs> so, but the Raiders can, right? Because of who they are and the quality of players that they've got. But I just think the way the Sharks have sort of bounce back, you know, like they had a real slump, didn't they, right in the middle of the year and Nico yeah. through that whole origin and there was so much so much talk about what was going on, but they've seemed to turn it around. They've got a bit of mojo back. They're starting to fight up. And then the Sharks have been one of those sides that fight over a bone and it doesn't mean too much meat on it. So that's what the Raiders need to do if they want to beat them. Is there a real, little bit of false reality around the Raiders? They're minus 119 differential. Yeah, like, yeah well, that's you right. You never but, see that for a top eight team. No, and... and, and and that's probably why you think the Sharks are going to win that game. Yeah. You know? Friday night, reason. the blockbuster. Roosters, Rabbits, and the Roosters, even if they do win, they're not guaranteed a top eight spot because if the Cowboys then go and win against the Panthers on Saturday night, the Roosters miss out altogether. How, how do you see it playing out around the Roosters and the Rabbits? Well, so no Jared. No Jared. What about Teddy? Manu. Teddy's back. Teddy's back from that concussion. He's the 11-day protocols. Joey Manu, having spoken of the club, had a scan yesterday. It was only a low-grade strain of the hamstring. They're going to name him tomorrow. Six they day, are. They're going to name him. Six-day turnaround, give him every chance to play. See, now, Is I that, think that's the opposite to Carl and Ponga. They're saying he's going to play. And he won't. A hamstring, right, yeah. is totally different. So this is my theory on hamstrings, right? Mm. When I was playing and if one of our fast guys, because you can't pull cellulite, right, so I never pulled anything, right? <laughs> So I wasn't fast enough to pull any muscle. But all our good players that when they did, they and they were ready and they were flying on the field and you'd look over and you got a bit of a, hey, they're back. They'd give them another week. Yeah. They always give them another week. They've always got to be flying, ready to play, and they have the luxury of another week because that's when they know that because it's the mental part of it, right? So if he's laying on the table all week, he won't hit full stride. 
if it's their seasons on, they don't have the luxury of another week, Gordy. Their season is over, and if they miss the eight, it's a failure. He's anyway, more chance of mate. He's mate. He's more chance of warming up mm. and doing it in the warm up. They'd, ra- they'd rather him do that than actually do it two minutes into the game, wouldn't you? Because yeah, well, there you go. So no. So what you got to do is you got to test him on Friday, or you got to test, test him, him on, on Thursday and make a decision there. Yeah. Yeah, but I think that he's likely. So there's the the ducks and the drakes, right? Because I think that they name him, right? Or the other way, you say, no, he's definitely out if he's going to play, right? <laughs> no, he's out. He can't play. <laughs> and they go, mate, mate, it's nothing wrong with it. He just got tight. It was cramp. Yeah, he's right. <laughs> it didn't look right? like cramp. I can tell you that the, much. Yeah, yeah, mate. And the, and the, and yeah. See, so so I would imagine that he's not going to play. And if he does, it's an amazing turnaround. What about the bunnies? How do they bounce back from the week? Well, they look at themselves. Well, mate, they've got to look at themselves. They're not getting beaten on ability. When was the last time they got beaten on ability? Well, there's enough ability there to win a premiership. Yeah, well, there you go. So that's all they've got to look at themselves. The outside noise, you've been involved in clubs where there's been so much outside noise. Does it affect the group? Not like it. No. Not like it. Not like it. Not with someone like Sam Burgess getting moved on. Not like Alan Langer getting moved on. Yeah. You you think, do you think it'll have an effect on the players? Um, I think there's no more excuses for him now. Yeah, I think everything's out in the open, isn't it? Well, no. So you got a bloke. You got a bloke that is the culture of the. That is a standard. I work with Sam. I was there. I was there before he arrived. I was there after, and I was and I watched him train. I watched him drag everybody up with him. And people will say, "Oh no, mate, I watched it." There was no one that drove a standard like Sam. He just hated not training well. He hated the boys not you know, preparing the best they possibly could do. So when they went out there on the weekend, it wasn't about winning or losing. It was about preparing properly so they gave themselves the best opportunity. So now that's not there. And maybe Sam still emotional and can't deliver it the way he was, but how intelligent he is and what he's done for that club, I would listen to him. Well, the misconception and I've asked now. And I've asked a couple of really big coaches. Yeah. Like one by the name of Wayne Bennett. Would that happen? He goes, no way. He's there every day of the week. Yeah. So of us, so I spent all Friday with Wayne, you know, spoke to him again. So so like with someone with that much experience, right, and when I was working at South, Johnny Lang was one of those guys where he 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 was second to Wayne Bennett and some of the players weren't having a go. And I was flying to Sydney and then I saw him and I said, Johnny, can I have a, can I have a word to the place? He said, absolutely. And I went off my tits like as, <laughs> as if I was captain, right? Yeah. Just this is what's happening, blah, 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 right? And I got really filthy. They either take it or they don't. So the situation with so Sam. So the blokes that think that Sam's talking too hard aren't ready to play footy. And that's what Sam believes. They're not ready to win a premiership because they're not there in the right go. frame of mind. But well, so, I'm so on let me that side. So if Sam Burgess club, comes to me and says, have a go, do that, I go, yes. So if you're the club right now and Sam Burgess, which he has, he's raised concerns about the development of the, or the team under Jason Demetrio that things aren't going well, the way they should. Line. So, which way do you go? Do you, they, as a club, do you go with the assistant coach who's raised concerns, or the coach who's saying there's no issue? It's a bit of a difficult situation for the club, and it resulted in Sam look, saying, "Okay, if look, you don't look, like look. what I have to say, I'm out of here." Look, Sam had somewhere else to go, right? Yeah. It would have been bigger if Sam had nowhere else to go. Yeah. So Sam's gone. Hey, listen, I don't agree with this. Right, I'd be doing it this way. He's the coach, so Sam respects that. At the end of the day, it's Jason Demetrio's team, right? Mm. So he lives and dies by what he wants to do. If he doesn't believe that Sam's the right person for the job, he doesn't believe Sam's the right person for the job. 
and Sam went, listen, some of you don't butt heads, so I'm not a distraction, right, and you think that I'm leaking and doing all that, I will leave and you can, good luck for the rest of the year. Is that how it sort of panned out? Yeah. In a nutshell? Yeah. So Sam's a big man and goes, hey, listen, I don't agree with it, fine. Instead of button heads at training and keep on pushing guys and them not responding and him, you know, losing it, I think it's a big step from Sam. Yeesh. But now everybody knows. From him walking away and his silence, everybody knows. Well, now the pressure's on the players to actually prove that he was that he was wrong. And Latron won't even get the Jason chance to Demetrio, do so. And Jason Demetrio has gone, well, I believe in the players. So now the players have to repay Jason. Otherwise, there's egg on Jason's face and Jason will have to do what Sam wanted him to do. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how they uh, yep. how they come back from it all. One thing that we you touched on was Maria Hargraves' six-week suspension. Oh. <laughs> he won't be there for that game. What has was he, he thinking? Has he let the rooster – like they've, they've he given him another He was supposed to do year. that this week. He was supposed to do that this Friday night. <laughs> what are you doing, That Jared? was the fear that against the Rabbitohs he would lose his head. But he's lost his head a week earlier than we all thought. And the club's repaid him with a, a one-year extension. He's going to miss a few games next year by the looks of it. We know the drama his extension caused with Matt Lodge getting getting the shits about him not being a, a deal that he thought was going to be honoured, not honoured to keep him at the club. And now Jared's out of a big game. What do you think of the incident? Yeah, look, I, I, I love Jared. I love the way he plays. He just had a brain explosion. It wasn't even going to hurt him. Happy Coruscelli kicked the ball. It was the play's gone. The play's gone. Like it was clumsy. It was, it was reckless. It was clumsy. It was stupid. Yeah. I like when he goes hard at someone and they slip and they miss and he slips up and he gets them. I can live with that. I can't live with that one. So I think he did let the roosters down. Mm. And, I, and then he knows that, you know what I mean, because he's one of those guys. But you need those guys in your team. Like you need those, mate, to win a comp and, uh, you know, and when the young kids are around, you need, you know, the big older guy around the playground to make sure that you're looked after they also in need case the bullies go mad. They and need him on the field more than they need a enforcer, don't they? It's at this yes. point of the season yeah. after what he's yeah. been through. and then that's a disappointing thing, right, because as a fan you wanted, like it was building, right, and after working at South, I actually said to him, and I still remember when I saw him, I wish everybody that you played against wore Roosters jerseys because yeah. they're a different beast, South, this week. They're training. Everything is a different beast. I'm pretty sure it's the same for the Roosters. Yeah. It's a different beast. Everybody's talking. It's a bit like an origin, right? It's a, Because everybody lives next door. Everybody has a say. Everybody, I'm, mate, I'm not even at the club and it's yeah, you know, and I'm licking my lips at what's going to happen, right? It's massive, this game. But Jared, unfortunately, has let, yeah, and he has. And it's not the first time that he's let him down, but it was stupidity. It wasn't in a big moment. You know, it wasn't like, you know, the game where everybody was getting sent to the sin bin. This was a game and it was silly. It was, it was against the Tigers. Yeah. And you had bigger fish to fry. And you were winning. Yeah, the game and you were winning. Balance. Yeah. And you didn't need to come up with a play. You didn't need to come up to inspire your teammates. That's the part that I get disappointed. Like, what were you thinking? Yeah. What were you thinking? But sometimes the big boys, they don't think which is a good thing. No, and he uh, may have cost himself a spot on that plane to Las Vegas as well, but when you come back, we'll uh, head a bit further out west. <laughs> he did cost himself a flight. Well, he might not. Yeah. I'll explain to you after the break. He may not have quite cost himself a spot to Vegas. Oh, what? So Roosters are going to go all the way to the finals? Well, I'll explain to you after the break. Okay. <laughs> so... Jared, he might be flying business class to Las Vegas next year. And 
they don't have to win many games. Let's just say they get through to the finals. If they get through to the finals under the NRL rules, game. they will one count. Game. Well, that's two games. You'll miss this week's game against the Rabbits and then they yep. make the finals. You'll miss that. That's two. Yep. Under the NRL rules, if the New Zealand Rugby League send documentation to the governing body saying that we would have picked Jared Waria Hargreaves, then those games will count. So it says potentially three games there. Three yep. games. One, if they two, Well, they got two games. They make the final. That's three. Then the All-Stars game. Five. The All-Stars game counts as a representative game. Which one? The, all, the, the New Zealand Maori All-Stars against the Indigenous All-Stars. It's going to be played in the first week of February next year, from my understanding, well before they head off to America. That could be the sixth game, meaning... Well, so you've just put the loophole out there where the NRL goes, no, that doesn't happen. No, it will happen because they've, there's precedent. They allowed Latrell Mitchell to count the All-Stars game in a previous suspension. I think it was the Joey Manu incident a couple of years ago where he copped a, a, a lengthy ban and the All-Stars game counted towards that ban. So Jared Warrior Hargreaves maybe is heading to Las Vegas. They just have to win this weekend. Are you working at the Roosters? I'm just telling you what some people who may or may not work at the Roosters are thinking. Do you like it? I don't. Well, you think they shouldn't count, rep games shouldn't count? Well, because I went through it when it was TBA, Lottie Takiri, State of Origin, <laughs> no one likes it, right? At the end of the day, no one likes it. To be fair, though, he probably gets picked for New Zealand at the end of the year. Does he? Over the Bromwiches and all those? Well, those he guys will be there. He was there at the World Cup yeah. last year. There you go. So, and yeah. So, so I think, yeah, do you know what? It is a fair argument. but Maybe not the All-Stars Do you know what game? I don't think? But do you know what? I don't think the Roosters win this, so I think he's one game off. Mm. They'll try and find some sort of loophole. Well, there's no, because the, the loophole is the Roosters winning. So it was really good. They had to win this week okay. for him to play. So if I ever the, come back on this show... Yeah. And Jared well, listen, hey, listen, hey, hey, hold on. I'm thinking about whether you're coming back on this show, right? <laughs> hey, we're right, not, we haven't listen, finished the game no, hey, listen, Let me kick the listen. field goal to win the game at the end before <laughs> yeah, you decide right, yeah. whether I can come back or not. But, yeah, but then if we take one game off, that's only five. And if he gets six rounds, yep. he's not there. No. Do you take him to Vegas anyway? Team morale? Oh, yeah. Or you're you know, wasting like a seat a on the plane? Do you know what? I'd like to have a beer with him. Okay. I'd like to have a beer with him and just ask him what was he thinking. <laughs> The conversation might be really quick. I don't know. And he just shrugs. Or he could just shrug his shoulders and goes, I don't know. On a side note, I know you probably touched on that. Are we asking for trouble in Vegas for five days and these players probably not going to be allowed out to do anything? Do you think? No, I've been there about six or eight times. There's, mate, there's a lot of things to do in Vegas, right? See, so I go there. I'm not a gambler. There's great golf courses, right? Um, there's really good shows. And I think a lot of them are going to be based in LA anyway. Yeah, they're planning so, on spending some time there for sure. Yeah, you know what I mean? So for me, if I was playing in the game, this is on, well, and I'm a bit older, and I had young kids, I would be getting them with us, and if we're based in LA or whatever, and I'd be spending time with my family and taking them to shows and doing all that. All right. And doing, you know what I mean? Because that's what I'd be doing. Are you doing an hour 360 from Vegas or what? Yeah, we are. Yeah? And I think, yeah, and I think Triple M are going as well. So because Dan will be there, Hoops will be there for Fox. So both. So there's three of us that will cover both. I'm just not sure whether Dobbin and a couple of the others will be on the plane, you know, blokes that aren't, you know, don't have many jobs. Reserve, like reserve graders is what you're telling me. The reserve <laughs> well, that's what graders. we call them, fringe, <laughs> fringe players, you know what I mean? Where, so where like, do I sit in sure. this category? Jersey, well, no, mate, well, I Flake? see you on. No, 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 no. I see you on 100% footy. I see you around, but I see your head on the TV. So you can go for both, right? Yeah. So, you, so Double I, dip. Double dip. I like there it. There you go. Who, who do you think is more likely to send you business class, Triple M or Fox? Because I don't know who's paying for your flights. 
Well, why don't they just split the bill and I go first class? Yeah. <laughs> I like where your head's at. I'll be lucky to get a seat, mate. I'll be uh, I'll be standing for the flight over there. Do they offer standing tickets these days? No, because they tell you to sit down. You know, because like, do you know how they have that little bar up there? I don't know. It's I've never so been anywhere good. near a bar on a plane. Oh, no, yeah. See, some of them have these bars. Yeah. So cool. I sit with the paupers, mate. That's no. I sit with the paupers, but I pretend to go to the toilet and I miss the toilet. And I say, what's your seat? I said, my ticket's in there. And you point up the front and they don't know and you sit up at the at the business class or the first class bar. I hope you do. And, and then they realise after two drinks that I'm not up there because I've got my thongs on and I don't have the Qantas jammies <laughs> or, the, or the special jammies that they give you. Uh, there's, there's more yeah. chance of a media atrocity than a player atrocity, I think. Yeah, it made the, the players are better behaved than they've ever been. Mate, I tell you what, if you ask, what, when was it, 87 or whatever, when Queensland and New South Wales went over there, if cameras were around then, there would be <laughs> never, mate, mate, <laughs> there'd never be another trip to America. I could imagine. And, and the good thing, the NRL, I don't know if you like this idea, they're, they're actually thinking when they come back to Australia, when they do the draw, that the teams who played over there, they play each other again the following week, so it's fair. So if the Roosters are playing Broncos in Vegas, then they will play either Manly or South Sydney the following That's the week. fairest way to do it. Yeah. Right, so then there's no excuses, right? They're all on the same. It's all, yes, I believe that is fair. Yeah. Yeah. Mate, they can make excuses. And I remember, and then I don't know how much truth is, but we went to the AIS and I think if you land and you can play within five days, mm -hmm. you don't get the fatigue, you don't get the jet lag. So we flew to England and we played within four days. And then some want to go there and have the eight days so you get – you know, get into the well, you sleep. Didn't feel habits, it? You didn't feel the jet lag flying over with four days preparation? No, not really. You just get up, you just set your alarm clock and go play. It doesn't sort of get to you. Interesting. Well, one team that's uh, hasn't been setting the alarm clock to go and play are the Bulldogs, unfortunately. Uh, oh. It hasn't been a, a good year for Cameron Seraldo's What men. is happening there? I don't really know too much about the Dogs. Well, they've got seven wins for the year. They're one game to go and they finished with seven wins last year. Now... Yep. I have a, a good relationship with Cameron Seraldo and, and the people that I have spoken to over the years could not speak more highly of him. No, they and I him. agree. Yeah, and anybody that's stood in the room or heard him coach or watched him all say that he's a great coach or potential to be a great coach, like an NRL coach, hmm. a 10-year coach. So the rumblings out of Belmore are that there are players here there that are starting to become disgruntled around the workload Why? that's being asked of them. One of the things, and I, and I wrote this in the Sydney Morning Herald, and this has been laughed at by, by people at the Bulldogs as the reason why they need people out of that club is that 8 to 5.30, the workload is a deterrent for the players. It's a long day. Other clubs don't work that hard. But Cameron Seraldo knows exactly what it takes to win a premiership. He's overseen that program, Penrith, for many yeah. years. He's worked with some of the most professional players in the competition. And if people I'll are shirking what they the need workload... To do. No, listen, I'll tell you what they need to do, right? I'm very loyal to Kevy Walters, right? Yeah. There's no harder training Bronco than I've ever seen in my life, right? We have all these runs, they're really tough, and he used to run them. He, owned, he holds all the records, mm. right? What he went through in his personal life when he was playing with us, our dressing room was like a crate. He'd bring his kids through. He lost his wife. There was so much that went on. So when the players started complaining about they were training too hard, you know, and Dobbo and that they're all doing on Triple M, <laughs> I said, Kevy, who do you think it is? He goes, I don't know, because he wouldn't say. So I said, Dobbo, who was it? And then when they tell him, I just shot him down. So they need a bulldog. They need an old bulldog like Terry Lamb. 
They need a bulldog like Willie Mason. They need a bulldog that's won like a Stephen Price. They need someone that has been a legend at that club that when the bloke that whinges, they just push that bloke's name out there because then the next club don't want him, right? So when Kevy had to change it, they got the wooden spoon. So when you had to change the work ethic, no one complains about Wayne Bennett when he trains them, do they? No. No one complains about Craig Bellamy. When he trains them too hard. He probably hard, works them harder than, than any other. Ah, and you know what they the call it at those clubs? The no dickhead policy. Yeah. Do you know what that mean is? No whinges. Yeah. Just do your job. And Cameron Serrano is, I think, struggling with the fact that he doesn't have those leaders in that team. And that's the right, reality right. of the city. Well, ah, he has. Not well, many then all of them. he's got to do is ring who's whinging, go get someone like my, an ex Bulldog said, Terry, I need a fan. Mate, I just need a favour. Well, that's why so many just, door, people are going out the door at, the, at Canterbury. And the ones that they're bringing in, they may not be superstars, Gordy, but there's a the method behind it is there to bring in guys who have been yep. at clubs who work hard. Look at look That's at the it. players they're bringing in. Takia has spent his most of his career at the Roosters. They went after Blake Taff, who knows exactly how they work at South Sydney. They've had been to grand finals, preliminary finals. Yep. Stephen Crichton, Jamin Salmon, these guys have been at Penrith. They've all been at clubs that have worked hard and have experienced what it takes to win. What they are is they're not leaders on the field as much, right? Because they're old, right? Mm. And then when I came through, there was there was those reserve graders, right? And, and when I say those reserve graders, they had been in and out of first grade. They probably played rep footy. They've made mistakes. They've got kids at home. They come and they're standards. They're so consistent on and off the field, these guys. And that was the Wally Fulton Smiths, the Mick Beatties, the Michael Potters, all these guys that had kids. Mate, when I come in, there was reserve grade. There was 30-year-olds running around all the time that wanted to get back into first grade. So they were chipping you along the way. There's none of that happening now with the young kids. It's all on the coach. And when the coach has to keep on chipping these players because they're all the same age, they don't like it. When I come through, the players would chip. So the senior players would chip them. But when there's that happening and there's no real senior player there, there's no real old guy, like at South, when Sam Burgess is that guy chipping them for you, you keep him there. Mm. Right? Because he's going to take a bit of brunt. Whether they like it or not, you've got to manage that they don't like that. He's telling them the truth. So so what happens then if, if it's at I'll the tell detriment you what, mate, of the Go ask the Bulldogs upset. would they love Sam Burgess there, helping yeah. them chip them. Yeah. What do you reckon the answer would be? Well, they need exactly someone exactly like Sam oh, Burgess. Oh, there you the go. Club. As a there player and as, and as someone looking after the player. I, I so think that the generation has changed though, Gordy, from when you played. No, no, right? no, People, no, no. Are no, they no, players no. not more no, sensitive now to what they were? still humans, right? Still got two arms, two legs. No, 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 no. We soften them. They don't soften. Mm. The standards are the we club soften. softens them. So why is Sam Burgess like that? Yeah. Why is Jared Rhea Hargreaves? Why, are the, why is Cameron Munster going and breaking his finger and running back on? He's born the same age and he's the same age as some of well, those guys. Isn't the question why are the other guys not doing it? Why are there so many other guys who aren't willing to And you get a response that just comes and he does and he works really hard on his game and he's gone to the next level. Yeah. And as young forwards, why is Patrick Carrigan? the best young forward in the game. Why is Payne Haas one of the best young forwards in the I mean, game? The difference with Why Brisbane is Harry Gordon, Grant? Hey? The difference with Brisbane's situation when they won the wooden spoon is no one expected them to be as bad as they were. They had the talent to be a top eight team. Everyone was tipping them to be a, a premiership contender when... It wasn't about that. It was about whinging. Yes, yeah, so but job. the talent was there so they could actually go in, turn it around like the way they have. Canterbury don't have that. Canterbury don't have the talent that Brisbane did when they were in a hole to actually get themselves out of it. They have to go and recruit, and the process of recruiting and getting the guys out who are toxic to your culture takes a lot longer than what the Broncos had to do because the players were there. They went and got Reynolds. They've developed Ezra Mann out of the Queensland Cup, so it is development, so you're half wrong there. They went and got Reese Walsh back. 
Yeah, but the, right? the other they guys went and are still there. Capel. Ah, the but they went and got Capel. No, mate, the players that they've let go, they, no, they've, mate, and they went and found a Herbie Farmworth. They've but, gone and got players. Don't think that they haven't, mm. right? But it's developing the kids. It's those ones that are coming through. Yeah. And that's where the Bulldogs, and that's where Phil Gould said that he wants to build. He wants those kids coming through, right? And then that's the conduit. So you've got to have the experienced player there. You've got to have the young talent coming through. And every now and then, you know, when a great player comes on the market, like a Tino or Payne Ass or those guys, and they've missed out on them or a Reese Walsh or whoever, you know, they've got to make sure that they nab them. The, the thing is, Gordy, and, and Gus, I think, is starting to see, like I asked him a couple of weeks ago about how difficult this assignment is compared to what it was at Penrith. And he said, it was, this, is, this is harder. It's going to be harder. And the key reason why, as much as he wants to develop from within and build their own juniors and a pathway system to come through, the demographics in Sydney are completely different to, in Penrith to what they are in Bel- at Canterbury area. The percentage of Polynesian players in the NRL is so high. And that is reflected in the, in the amount of people playing in the Penrith district. So those kids that come through are physically mature at a young age and develop the way they have into NRL first graders they don't have that at the Canterbury district and the numbers that they do out at Penrith. It's it's the typical the typical demographic in yeah, that area is a Mediterranean, Middle Eastern cultures. Yeah. So they actually yeah, have to go, go and there bring and them, them in. They got to find them. They can go out there and find them. Mate, they can actually go out there and watch St Mary's play. Well, that's what they're going they to have actually, to do. Mate, that's not hard. Well, it's hard the to Broncos, get them away from a system like Penrith. So, so what the Cowboys? No, mate, that's a pretty poor excuse for them. They don't have the juniors that these clubs like Driving down the road 10 minutes to get all the players. You know how big Queensland spread out? Mate, okay, so they'd be like the Gold Coast. Oh, we got to drive all the way down to Coffs Harbour and see a kid or whatever. And then the Roosters have got this area. The Broncos have just come and bought their team called the Burley Bears, the closest club to them. Mm. So what excuse is it there? There's not nine teams fighting for the for the best young talent in the state. There's obviously four there at the it. moment. Well, they have, let that's, me tell that's you, with all that talent at Penrith, no, 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 just let me finish. For all that talent at Penrith, there's only 17 that can run on. Mm. So they can go get all those others that are around there. They can, and that's the job they have right now, there to find go. the best young kids and try and develop them because they don't have them in their own backyard. Yeah. Anyway, it's... Hey, uh, tell you what, tell you what, not everybody comes out of someone's backyard. Yeah. Don't forget, I had to go from Townsville to Sydney. The Dragons could say the same thing. The Roosters could say the same thing. How many juniors do the Roosters have? Not many at all. Do they ever use that as an excuse? But they haven't been in the hole that Canterbury ever... find themselves in well, for a long, go, long time. there you go, because then it comes down to recruitment. Yeah. There you go. Well, hopefully I kicked the field goal. <laughs> it doesn't sound like I kicked the field goal to finish off. It sounds like I've uh, scoffed one into uh, the stands and <laughs> may never see the light of day on this podcast again. But no, it's no, been, no, it's no, been no. a pleasure. Mate, I like it. It was a robust conversation. Do you know what? You're the most intelligent host I've had. Yeah. Yeah. Emma, I hope you're listening. Oh, no, sorry, not Emma. <laughs> Dobbo. Oh. Economy. Economy. <laughs> Mate, he flies on the eastern seabird. <laughs> <laughs> well, I hope, uh, I hope I did see you again, Gordy. It's been a pleasure, mate. Maybe we will. Maybe we will. And look forward to watching uh, 100% footy. And I look forward and to watching. And stand up the Gus. And I mate, can you stand up the Gus, mate? Don't let Gus walk all over you. I haven't done enough right. of that. Hey? I haven't. I have, but last time I did that, I ended up getting abused for a fight that I didn't even start. I know. I was cringing. I was thinking, Gus. But you know, I'm glad, mate, because he sort of bullies everybody, Gus. That's all right. He'd be hard to beat. That's all right. There's got to be a bully in every team, as you said, Gordy. There you go. He's the Jared Ree Hargreaves, you reckon, <laughs> in the media. That's right. Well, as long as we I walk uh, around on eggshells, really. Pleasure, right. mate. Good luck. And uh, we'll see you. Well, I won't. And we'll see you next Monday. <laughs>